0: Welcome to Lagrange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science, technology, and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia, who are a youth organisation with members aged 15 to 25, whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. On today's episode, we have Ricardo. Hey, guys. Lauren. Hello. Ben. Hi. And Justin.
1: On this week's episode of Lagrange Point, we talk about whether brain training actually makes you smarter, e screens versus paper, and whether taking vitamins actually makes you smarter.
0: going to kick off with our Launchpad News section.
1: Hey Rick. Hey Lauren. When was the last time you'd been to the gym?
2: Uh, I don't know, it's
1: been quite some time. Well, when was the last time you'd been to the gym for your brain? Oh.
0: So, a lot of people have made really cool games like Luminosity, uh, Jungle Memory, Nintendo and Cognifit, which all around like training your brain like at a gym.
1: So what they do is they give you a whole bunch of like tasks and you're supposed to complete them and then like... They measure your brain age at the end. I think that's what some of them do.
0: Yeah, and then they, they give you, like, a set of tasks
2: that you're meant to do to improve that.
1: Mm-hmm. So but
2: but wait, this is a game. It's fun to increase your capacity. But does it? Does it actually, like, help? I mean, why why
0: have they given you a whole bunch of repetitive tasks to do?
1: The thing is, is don't you pretty much, like, improve the tasks by just repeating them and getting to know the tricks behind them and everything? I mean, it's not really training your brain, it's just...
2: Improving your memory capacity. But as, as Lauren said, it's very similar to a gym. I mean, you do repetitive tasks to train that particular muscle. If you want more lifting power, then you lift heavy things over and over again.
1: But does this increase, like, are they aiming to increase your intelligence? Are they aiming to increase, like, your, um, how fast you can get through specific problems?
0: I think and a lot of these things actually say that they're brain trainers, but what they really are is they're memory tools. They're improving your memory and ability to recall and solve certain types of puzzles and patterns by making your brain, like Ricardo was saying with muscles, remember how to lift and giving it strength to do that easier. So you do a whole bunch of puzzles and patterns and memory tricks to help improve your memory, so that you can then recognize similar patterns and respond to them faster.
1: To be honest, I think one of the other things this actually helps with is um, problem solving. Because I used to find out different ways to cheat, during doing these. I don't know why I still kept doing the brain training. If I was just going to find ways to cheat through it and get a better score, I think it was competitiveness. But that actually helps, doesn't it, as well?
0: Yeah, and that's really cool, because what you're actually doing there is improving your creativity whilst doing a really boring rote learning task. You're saying, no, I see your system, and I want to figure out how to be better than that. And that's a really cool, like I guess, spin-off benefit. One of the other really cool other spin-off benefits is that these can help stop dementia. And... One of the really interesting spin-off benefits of brain training games is the ability to help improve someone's memory and stave off things like dementia. A lot of old people are given and told to do things like crosswords, sudokus, and other puzzles because it actually helps keep their brain
2: alert and active and and fight the aging process. Yep, and and that's right. It's very similar to muscles, and this is a great analogy because if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's very true, because the neural networks are going to start breaking down, and then unless you're keeping uh, actively engaged with something like learning another language, or as Justin said, Sudoku, you're going to start that deterioration process a bit uh, faster.
1: Does that mean you should be like doing these um, brain trainings as early as like in your 20s, or you should be doing them more when you're getting to like, 70s, 80s, and dementia is becoming more of an possibility.
0: Well, I think it's more like averting a risk factor here. If your brain is getting enough exercise by having a job where you're learning new things and dealing new challenges and meeting new people, you're okay because your surroundings are changing all the time. You're doing a lot of stuff. This is not the time when your brain is, A, it's not decaying, and B, you're also really active with your brain. So it's more later when you are doing less, have less things going on, and your routine is very similar that your chances for new memories and new brain pathways being formed is reduced.
1: So they should be um, advertising this to people who work at McDonald's for the rest of their lives?
0: No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> more like people who are more re- reaching retirement and settling down, just to keep their minds active. It's just as good as going down to the bowls club, but you can do it from anywhere, anytime,
3: and you could do both.
1: Bowling with brain training, it sounds like a great combination.
3: I would buy that. It sounds hazardous for my DS. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure your warranty will cover that.
3: We've all, we've all had uh, exams before and we've wished that we can be better prepared, right? But how many of us would love to take a tablet to help us with those exams? I would love to take some tablets uh, to help well, with my pharmaceutical exams. Company, well, a pharmaceutical company uh, has recently withdrawn adverts linking children's dietary requirements supplements and the NAPLAN test results after only two days following a public backlash. Um, The National Assessment Program Literacy and Numeracy, the test designed uh, to take a snapshot of how students are tracking key areas, was recently linked to a dietary um, supplement pill claiming that long omega chains with fatty acids, uh, including DHA, could have benefits for child behaviour and learning, including reading and spelling. However, the pharmaceutical company did not cite any studies. And while it's true that Australians do not eat enough fish, which is important for omega-3, what kind of supplements do these pharmaceutical companies think can help us with our brains? Do you think um, supplements help us, could help us?
2: So, so Ben, I mean, there's, there's a few ways you can do better on your test. You can Im- improve your memory or your cognitive ability what are what benefits are they quoting here? Well, I think they're looking at omega three specifically in this
0: supplement
3: as the big driver and yes that that that's what that's what it was for for this particular one, but there are many other supplements out there um, claiming to have brain increasing abilities. Like bananas,
0: which is all yes. v- vitamin B and D, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yes, you can get all kinds of supplement tablets which improve your intake of those vitamins. but are these supplements doing any better? than if you were just to eat a banana or eat fish.
0: Well, that, that's true, but you may not want to eat fish and also the, taking a tablet also, I imagine, is more concentrated, so you can guarantee a dosage, which is, I guess, the whole thing about dietary supplements and vitamins come in because people think that they're not getting enough of certain types of vitamins in their diet, naturally. Um, and all of these, all these vitamins, are, they basically serve a function in the human body to improve the performance in certain areas. They're not the only way to do it, and your body does produce them naturally and get them from food supplements really exist to say I don't have enough of this, I'm going to give you more but there's not really a super effectiveness by having more of them, your body only needs so many, so like dumping dumping your body full of vitamin C is not going to make you immune to the flu, but it
3: will improve your chances of not getting scurvy
1: <laughs> But if you eat lots lots of also carrot-
3: won't it turn your skin orange as well, or is that something else? I
1: thought that was carrots
3: isn't that because I have lots of vitamin C? No, it's carotene. Yeah, carotene. Yeah. Carotene.
0: Yes, carotene's spelled with a K, not with a C, unlike carrots. It's really confusing. So the whole the whole point about this is, with vitamins, is your body gets what it needs out of the food that it eats, um, but there's no real super benefit from having more of it.
1: So once you have, like, an excess, it's just... An excess. It's disposed of. You don't actually... You know, you're not, like, building up more stores of it. Yeah. It's just, you're,
3: like... If you're already eating um, what you need to to get these vitamins, then there's no point in having the excess tablets. These tablets are only really there for people who aren't eating what they need to, I suppose. Um, but the I think the reason that it was pulled, the advert I'm talking about, um, was pulled because so many people were trying to claim that it was helping with the NAPLAN test results. NAPLAN test results you can't study for. It's just...
1: What I'm really curious about is why is it specifically the Naplan?
0: Oh, because the Naplan it was it was aired at the same time Naplan testing was happening, and Naplan testing is super important for schools because it helps le- determine funding levels and school performance, and really not gr- important for individuals. <laughs> so, but parents get very anxious about when their child comes home and says, "Oh, you're only performing at this level." You know, so it's 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 for parents. It can be a really big ego thing about how well their child's performing. It doesn't really. It's not a good measure of the child's individual performance, but it's a great measure of the school's performance. So that's like, from a statistical perspective. So that's why people is that's why they came out with it specifically in relation to this.
1: So could we have had teachers just going to all the kids before they go in? Here, take this Nephilim supplement
0: that would have been really bad but also (laughs) counterproductive because as stated on the vitamin packets themselves these really don't do anything they just improve what your body already has and able to produce on its own it doesn't actually guarantee any effects so again with most things guys if it says sounds too good to be true
1: it probably is
0: there's probably a decent amount of marketing spin behind it
1: and a whole bunch
3: of really small text at the bottom yes
0: (laughs) read the small text
2: Recently, we've seen the explosion of eBooks. I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, if you want to read the latest uh, Harry Potter or Twilight, you you can get it on eBook. Um, if you're doing homework, teachers usually assign readings uh, via PDF. I mean, they're everywhere,
0: and every kind of thing you can imagine, from your newspaper, all the way through to your business serious journals or science studies, are all on eBook form
2: now. But I think the question has to be asked, um, especially for for the generation where you're just starting to introduce these ebooks, books is what, what is the differences and what are the benefits with ebooks as opposed to old school paper? Now, Lauren, you,
0: you're a younger younger person than Ricardo and I, and we grew up with books as our primary method of learning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you went through school when a lot of people had laptops and computers and tablets. So how did you, did you notice the change as you went through school and what was available for studying and exams?
1: Um, I noticed a lot more stuff like online quizzes and everything. I mean, school. this was all new, so schools were trying to introduce this type of learning in there because they thought it was all good. E-learning and all that, my mum's actually an e-learning coordinator. Hmm. But, I, I don't know, I found staring at the screen all day was really bad and I preferred having all my like textbooks out there than going and like inserting a code and reading about it online.
0: So what was nice about having the textbook as opposed to the simplicity, I'd imagine, of being able to search through a document...
1: Well, I, I like being able to flip the pages back and forth is the main thing, and I don't know why but I don't know when you're reading through a textbook and you're like, "Oh look, a couple of pages back, I just I remember where on the page it was.
0: Yeah, so what what, what that gets to is one of the things about reading on paper is that it is a tactile experience and it's actually an experience where your brain is learning shapes which is the language, the alphabet, plus their position relative to other things. And so when you're looking at a book or a page, you're actually learning actually not just about where those words are and what they say, but where they are in relation to everything else. So you might remember a diagram or the layout of an entire page better than you would remember the content. And that's because the way your brain is set out to recognize and recall patterns and information like that. So that is one of the benefits of, uh, I guess, a book as opposed to a TV screen. But what about um, tablets? Because they're really interesting. You can you can flip through them and you can sort of navigate them as well. Like, so is that any different?
3: Well, when I did my um, degree, I had all of my lecture notes and everything was all on computer screen. I had no physical um, lecture notes, no physical notes of any kind because it's a computer subject. So well, that makes by sense. Print, by the time I printed it, it's out of, out of date. Um, So I did my entire degree looking at screens and um, I have to say that reading about it on a computer it gets very boring and if I had a book at least sit somewhere nice and read because I just have a big chunky desktop Um, and also I think distractions are a big thing when you have a a computer or a tablet it's very easy on a, a tablet to sit there and go, I'm going to do some study. Actually, Angry Birds. <laughs> and,
0: that's, and that's probably one of the big points that you've raised there, Ben, is that studying in and of itself, a book means that you are focusing on a single thing. A book isn't terrible at multitasking or just alt-tabbing to, a, to Facebook. Um, so it's very hard to do that on a book. So I guess that's kind of where the difference between a tablet and, say, an e-reader, like uh, Amazon's Kindle or the Nook, which have softer screens with e-ink, so they're easier on the eyes, and they're only dedicated for reading. So I guess that helps a lot, but you pay for that in a lack of functionality. You don't get as nice, crazy diagrams. It's not as cool. The colours aren't as bright. But I think that might help because it's sort of the halfway
2: house between a book and a screen. On the contrary there, um, we've talked about textbooks, um, and this applies very much to textbooks, but if you're learning with things like lecture notes... I, personal experience, I've printed off lecture notes, gone into lectures, highlighted things, and then walked out of the lecture not really remembering what I've highlighted. I was just highlighting for the, for the heck of things. Um, but when it came to looking at lectures notes on my computer, I found it was a much more dynamic experience. Like, I could open up a Word document, copy and paste uh, images. Uh, if I didn't uh, understand a specific uh, topic, if it was covered not so well in lecture notes... I could easily open up a tab in Wikipedia and look into it more. Um, so I think it's a bit more dynamic, and you can get a bit more out of your computer. So I, my vote's for uh, e-learning.
1: No. No? That's actually one of the major differences, I reckon, between having things online and having things in textbooks, because in uni, you've got a lot of your lecture notes online, you've got your quizzes online, pretty much everything. You bring your laptop to university, whether you bring it home, or you've got, like, an iPad, which is really good for moving around with compared to at schools where they don't put up, you know, lecture notes or anything because you're in there in class. And I reckon when it comes to university, stuff like that's a lot better, just because it's mostly online.
0: All right, so your vote's for yes, but for university students?
1: For university students, yes. For reading books and stuff, I still go for the whole hard copy.
3: All right, Ben, what's your vote? I could never read a book on a tablet or a computer. I need to have a hard copy. But I I definitely see Ricardo's point of view with being able to multitask information. So uh, for lecture notes, computer, but for reading anything in-depth and long, I'd have to have a physical copy.
0: I think I side with Ben on that one. I love antique books and I love buying old books. But um, for note-taking, I still go by hand. I take all my notes by hand on paper. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty old school here. As the oldest person, I guess I get to be the, uh, the most old school.
1: I'm the youngest person here, and I still do that. I can't go around <laughs> typing them up.
0: <laughs> this has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. In today's episode, we talked about learning and all the kinds of ways of learning, whether it be e-books and books, um, vitamins to help you study for your exams, as well as brain training and whether it can keep you younger or improve your brain power. Mm-hmm. Our ending theme was composed by Audio Natics. Head to ysa.org.au for more information on the young sciences of Australia.